everybody, this is Boots of the Boardroom Podcast. This is Blake Miles here, and we're joined today by our special guest, Benjamin Brooks. Ben, how you doing? Doing well, thank you very much, sir. How about yourself? Uh, living the American dream, I guess, since it's uh, right around that time where we get to be talking about that. So that's, that's kind of what this episode, yeah, man. special special episode is going to be about today, the, the American dream. So right now, uh, real quick, Tell tell the audience who you are and where you're at right now, in, in uh, out in the American wilds, and how you're living the American dream right now. Yeah, I'm Benjamin Brooks. I am a 20-year Navy veteran, still in the uh, still in the reserves. Uh, did 12 years active duty, and then the rest in the reserves. Uh, man, boatload of deployments under my belt. And that's okay. Um, so I, when I got out of active duty, I went and got my degrees because I wanted to try and, you know, I wanted to try and uh, get a little bit of money and uh, and uh, have uh, have some things without, you know, uh, being pushed out the door all the time. But uh, so we uh, uprooted the family here and we uh, went on a vacation to, well, pretty much across the country, right? So we started in Texas and then we went, uh, we're going along the Gulf coast now, right now we're parked in Pensacola, Florida, and we are, um, just, uh, we've got our, our RV and, uh, we're stopping as we go, just looking at, uh, you know, looking at cool places, doing cool things. So, um, yesterday we were in, <clears throat> Excuse me. Yesterday we were in Houston and we saw the uh, we saw the Texas Flight Museum, and then we hauled along the coast here and we got some Cajun food, and now we are in, like I said, Pensacola, and uh, we're enjoying the the oceanside culture here in the Gulf Coast. Have you eaten any Cajun alligator yet? We got alligator sausage. Excellent. Not gonna lie. Excellent. So we're gonna. We're gonna either uh, fry that sucker up here later, yeah, we or we're going to uh, maybe put we, them in. We got to we got to keep those alligators <laughs> in, in check. Or is it, I can't remember if it's crocodiles or alligators. Whatever the two, we, you, you can't trust them. Okay. It's alligators. Yeah, we can't trust them either yep. way. Uh, so how how big is that? Uh, are you, you, do you feel like a bus driver? Oh yeah, hundred awesome. percent. Awesome. Um, this thing is this thing's the size of a bus. It's. Uh, it's 35 feet long. It's got a monster V8 in it. Uh, it's uh, it's huge, but uh, yeah, it's the size of pretty much a, a you know a standard bus. There are some that are bigger, of course, but uh, yeah, it's it's big. It, it definitely affords a lot of room for the family. So uh, I'm uh, I'm well pleased. We got it for a song. We actually uh, we got it from some guy who's just said you know uh, i'm not i'm not taking it out anymore i'm getting older and uh, i just want to get rid of it for what uh what i owe and so we uh we picked it up and uh gutted the interior redid it with uh new carpet some new decorations uh the thing has a washer and a dryer and a gas range and oven and it's got you know uh, it's got a queen size bed in the back, two bathrooms. It's Sounds it's amazing. Like good, man. good living. It's a small house on wheels. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it ain't bad. So, so like when we were talking about you know how how are we gonna what are we gonna talk about for Fourth of July and Catalyst program and you know talking with Ben and he's down down in the southeast 
driving across the country with his family in an RV, and I'm thinking to myself, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's like the American dream. And so the my thoughts on this, you know, what this episode was going to, I guess, be about is like, you know, the the ones that didn't make it, the I think the vast majority of them, if they had the uh, the opportunity to speak, would be like, enjoy enjoy the time you have more than you know since since we didn't get that you know that's that's what you guys are supposed to do so find find ways to enjoy it with you know the important things in life because uh that was probably one of the uh you know that's the that's the important things that you realize when you're overseas ben how many times did you go over to overseas away from the family uh seven times seven times yeah and I don't, so I only yep. I only went once on a, uh, a a combat trip and a couple of training trips here and there, but so Ben Ben's been on the uh, receiving end of those long drawn out battles uh, overseas away from the family, and that's I don't know what what Ben when you were uh, deployed I didn't have kids when I deployed, so what's what's that experience yeah. like of uh, going over there with that? Well, um, I never had kids when i was deployed in fact that's one of the big reasons why i got out of uh i got out of special maybe special warfare because i wanted to have a family and uh, i know it's it's incredibly rough on those families um there's a there's a high attrition rate because just dad's not around and it weighs hard and heavy on those families um nowadays you know heck it could be mom's not around you know a lot of these combat support roles are just as arduous, um, not necessarily, you know, in the line of fire, but with the amount of training and the amount of deployment time, you know, uh, it, it can it can weigh just as heavily on, on anybody who's in that service. But you know what? Um, more power to those people who, who continue to do it. Now, like I said, I'm in the reserve still, so, um, you know, I'm... I'm I'm getting myself all uh, ready to go again, so we have to uh, we have to get ready for that. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things that uh, uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, you, you want to prepare your family for that, obviously. And I think uh, anybody who's a veteran and who does have a family, I'm preaching the choir. They know that. But basically, what it comes down to is is um, we we do we have to keep paying in to be able to um, buy that freedom over and over and over again for our families. And uh, and a lot of people say, oh, we shouldn't be out there. But, you know, the whole point of us not, uh, the whole point of sending troops out there is to not have them, not have the enemy on our soil, not have the enemy coming to us uh, in our backyards, right? So... When it comes to yeah, uh, when it comes to foreign uh, nations, we're doing a good job. That's the best, best direction to go through. Yeah, yeah, sure. Especially, you know, the way the way the you know, because I I always approach things from the, the unconventional warfare mindset, and you know, I think there's a good argument to be made that there is a degree of warfare that you can't see that goes on on a daily basis, and a lot of people oh my gosh, yeah. they just see the big movements. 
they just see the big movements at the uh did you see the the curtain just fluttered yeah the, <laughs> there's a lot of machinery spinning around behind those curtains mm-hmm. that uh, most people just aren't even aware of they just it's just background noise mm-hmm. but uh yes you know the people that get to you know even even just imagine what sort of spinning's going on back there it would be it's probably a good thing that most people aren't aware of that stuff they're able to nicely go about their lives without <laughs> being being the the uh the strange ones of the family that uh a lot of us end up being i think in the military side of things oh, yeah yep exactly right you know it's uh right now the big war the big front is cyber you know and uh and unconventional warfare is never going to go you know away. a little bit about that yep yep sure do um just <laughs> Yeah, CISSP, and uh, I work with government agencies a lot on the cyber front, and and civilian companies as well who are working for the DoD. And so, uh, yeah, it's we're not getting our head handed to us every day, but the folks who think that that it's you know it, it doesn't affect them, it doesn't affect their lives, um, they're they're lucky that they can form that opinion because it hasn't touched them heavily enough. Um, trust me, it affects, it affects yeah. how many dollars they have to spend. That's for sure. But, uh, oh, yeah. it's hard to put those equations together in a bubble. Right. And, and when I say that, I mean, it, you, you can't yeah. see all the information. Nobody's privy to that information except at, you know, the very highest levels. And, and it, uh, you know, it does touch us every day, and, and and just know that America is trying to do its best to keep the citizens of America safe on that cyber front, for sure. Yeah, I think one thing I've noticed with having kids, especially in the last uh, few years, is the the idea of the internet being down. Um, <laughs> We we had the power and the cell towers go down simultaneously for about uh, three hours the other day, and it it took me a little every time it seems like I have to explain to my kids that the the information that they get into the, you know the house you know that can go away, <laughs> and I I don't think there's a lot of people that truly understand just all the implications of disruptions just even minor disruptions and what that can play out into and. Yeah, that's exactly right. We're, I think, <laughs> and I'm starting to think that me and you could probably go down a real deep rabbit hole if we uh, keep pulling it this way. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> but, uh, but aren't we supposed to be talking about how to celebrate America? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's we do are. it. We are. See, that's why I have, that's why I have, I got to have my, my guest, uh, my guest on because Otherwise, I'll I'll start going down rabbit holes and forget <laughs> where this was supposed to go from the from the start. So that's why you're here, Ben. That's that's all so, right. You're down you're down in uh, you're down in Florida. What's the view? Uh, well, you, you know, it's weather? about as southern as it gets, my good man. Uh, we've got uh, <laughs> we've got those oak trees with the Spanish like that, moss like trickling down off of them. You mm-hmm. know, it, it uh, you can hear the bullfrogs and stuff in the the evening sitting out in the creek. And then uh, we're actually right by the ocean, which is pretty cool. So we've got some some little creeks and and such uh-huh. trickling into the ocean out on the Gulf Coast. So it's I love it. You know, as a Navy man, Sounds I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. So, well, I I must say that was a very that was like a, a Tolkien esque 
uh, description of the scenery you have around you. That was very, very, I could see it. I could visualize it really well. <laughs> it was very well laid out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I have to, so I have to ask this. So the Navy, full transparency, mm-hmm. my thinking when I enlisted was like, I would, I don't, I like breathing a lot and I like oxygen. So the idea of going to the Navy made less sense than going into the Army. <laughs> and that was kind of how I analyzed that one. So from an Army person to a Navy person, like, like I think there's there's a lot of similarities about the, the indoctrination process, for lack of, you know, going through the, the basic training, you know, <laughs> what basic training is. But, like, from a Navy perspective, what's what do you think is different from the Army perspective? Because there's a lot of... Uh, like being on a boat long term just doesn't it sounds it sounds wild to me like something i would rather do less than <laughs> beyond beyond land so like what what do you think that is well um you know everybody's everybody's got propensities to do one thing or the other right so i think what it really comes down to is is i i'm not going to lie man i i did i was on ship for for 5 years and uh it was it's different, but then, you know, I joined Special Warfare, and that was the ground pound and anti-terrorism fight. So, you know, and then when I joined, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we were, don't get me wrong, we were, uh, we were near the ocean, obviously, Special Warfare, Navy Special <laughs> Warfare, but we weren't in the ocean a lot. So, um, I mean, everybody yeah. knows what the Navy SEALs do. Do and and you know uh, I'm not saying that I was one. I I was a uh, in a direct support role. I I was there embedded in the team and I had special missions and I helped them out however I could. Um, and uh, you know I think we all uh, we all worked hard to get the mission done. Obviously, um, you know we did good work. But uh, when it comes down to it, if you're in the Navy, you better like being wet. <laughs> that, that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> And the and the more tactical you get, yeah. the wetter you get. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a good way of looking at it, I yep. guess. And uh, <laughs> I the I never liked being cold, wet, and sandy. Those those are my those are my three not happy places. So you call those sugar cookies, man. They got a place near and dear to our heart during PT. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I was always I was always a fan of uh, the star jumpers where you gotta you actually have to grab the sand and the grass and throw those up. <laughs> you know, that's uh, it's a good little tactic go. to employ. So uh, there there are divers in the army too. I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh yeah, and I I didn't I didn't really want to go down that path. <laughs> I can I can swim like I can I could probably save one other person if I really had to but you know if it uh, went beyond that we might be looking at trouble. So what you're trying to tell me? All, is... all I needed to do is swim his boots on. That's all I needed. <laughs> I, I got to check that block. <laughs> right on. I, I think what you're trying to tell me is the best way that that you would want to be, you know, wet is if you were sitting in a pool with a cold one in your hand, maybe floating down the lazy river or something like that. That. That's more, that's more acceptable. That's more my speed when it comes to waterborne operations. I can I can I can you know appreciate the beauty of it all. Waterborne uh, leisure operations. All right. 
execute. <laughs> Although I do want those. Have you seen? Have you seen those handheld? Uh, um, like they look like Mega Man, you know, wrist rockets, and it's got it's connected to a a propulsion pack on the back, and guys are doing uh, basically boarding ships at sea. They're like flying up in the air using their their arm rocket air boosters and then they land on the ship have you seen that yeah i saw the royal army had a prototype of that and uh a guy was on a speedboat behind a behind a ship with a flight deck and he he took off from the speedboat and landed on the flight deck that was wild wasn't it that that is acceptable i can i would be willing to do that for waterborne ops (laughs) or or the lazy (laughs) river you can i would accept either answer either or i just don't think uh yeah yeah i think it's i think it's a good one or the other. I imagine it's kind of like you know. Have you ever done the the parallel the parallel bar hop, where you give it the little kick? You're like suspended with yeah, your arms yeah. out. I imagine yeah. trying to fly is kind of like that, except you don't get the kick. You just kind of, you know, you're you're pushing down with your arms like you do on the parallel yeah. bars and kind of walk yourself. <laughs> I, we're we're just getting one step closer to the GI Joe Cobra uh, assault vehicles, where they're like. You know, all floating at the same time. Have you seen those? You know oh what yeah. I'm talking about. Yep. The uh, yeah. I remember those That's, those toys. They had the little helicopter packs. You remember those? Yeah. Yeah. Th- that that's exactly right. That's what we need. Those. That's the the future. <laughs> Them and Mech Warriors. That's the future of warfare. Oh my Lanta! Don't get me warfare. started on Mech Warriors. <laughs> Boy, that changed the battlefield a lot. <laughs> Golly. Oh man. So. Uh, we're we're appro- we're shooting for about 20 minutes and this is just kind of a fun episode and i think i think we we almost pretty much accomplished what i wanted uh, to get with this is have an interesting conversation and a fun one on 4th of July and talk about you know <laughs> the the deeper meaning of it all and then uh, yeah. on up from there the more interesting and entertaining aspects of life what do you, what do you think how how is your what's your take on that yeah i mean uh, uh I'm pretty introspective, so uh, you know the the bigger deal with uh, those who who didn't make it. Uh, you know, I appreciate that they would be doing the exact same thing that we're doing out here if they had yeah. ha- if they if they were given the chance. They'd be out here probably hanging out, having a beer, listening to some music, having a good time with their family. Maybe you know throwing some uh, throwing some bags around in the backyard, something like that. <laughs> or going out on a on a ride across across multiple states because you can because it's the United States yeah. of America, you know. Yep. They would want that. And your giant bus. Well, I mean, or a motorcycle. Rocking rock the giant bus. The, the giant bus isn't for everybody, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a motorcycle riding atop a giant bus just for fun. Uh, just you know what? I could rig that, can. man. <laughs> there's, there's anything that <laughs> the Navy's taught me, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, ingenuity and fabrication know-how. You can make a lot yeah. happen. That's what I, I like. That all right, I, I like that aspect of the Navy. I, uh, that sounds. I can. I can go with that. <laughs> Lots of knots to tie. Nah, yeah. Come on, man. Duct tape too. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to have the old, yeah. got to have the old duct tape. <laughs> I could imagine the the older navies would have done a lot better if they had ready supply of duct tape. With the uh, was it that flex seal paste? 
I bet you yeah, can patch yeah, some cannonball yeah, holes seal, quick. <laughs> seal that up. Get that down there pronto. That's it. Awesome. Oh man! All right, so uh, Ben, what do you think? Any any other final comments for the for the audience here? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, a shameless plug for the Catalyst program. Um, it, I've been working with Dan Hans and and all the Catalyst program guys for a long time now, and uh, it, it's a really good program. If you want to do more, if you want to go further, get more return on your investment in the military. Now that you're out of the military, Catalyst program is worth looking into. You know, not everybody wants to be into business, and that's okay. But if you're interested, there are so many different ways that you could apply that degree. Uh, it's not it's not a bad idea to take a look and reach out to them and, and talk to them about that Catalyst program uh, because you can get a fantastic degree. Uh, start your network if you haven't done it already and really take off in your career like no other. And that's the American dream too, I might add. The uh the ability to make friends and do business with anyone and anyone you bump into. And that's uh I think that's an important component about the sort of network that we're building with the Catalyst program and why it's important from a uh you know, from what we're doing from the bigger picture. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up. We're coming in about 23 minutes, which sounds like a nice, strange number to end at. So, uh, Ben, last thoughts? Anything? I already gave the shameless plug. Hoo-yah, America, oh, yeah. and uh, have a fantastic 4th of July, everybody. Excellent. All right, have a good one, everybody. And this is Blake Miles with Boots of the Boardroom.